you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200 k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ and my good buddy, Rhett Lewis, here today. Buck is out uh, after a Jacksonville Monday night game, a, a game we're going to get into here in just a second here, yeah. Rhett. But uh, that, was a, that was a tough one last night. Well, yeah, if you're a Jaguars fan, especially if you were one of the ones swimming in that that pool late night, um, it's uh, that's a that's a tough it's a tough way to watch an OT loss and then to get out all soggy. But uh, yeah, look, I, I thought that was a fun game. Um, and I don't know that any of us necessarily expected Jake Browning to show up the way he did. And we'll get into all the angles of it. But man, I think I, I've been more impressed with certain backup quarterback performances this year than, than maybe any year I can remember, TJ. We've had some good ones. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's uh, it's the year of the backup quarterback, and we can just jump into this thing uh, right now. So let's get sure. into the Monday Night Football recap and uh, a game that was won, uh, shockingly, I would use that word, not loosely, uh, by the yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. A road team, no Joe Burrow. Uh, we'll get into the injury to Trevor Lawrence in, in a little bit, but Jake Browning, you see the numbers there, 354 yards and a touchdown first career win. Um, I was curious to watch the tape to see what it looked like. And it was about what I thought it would look like. It was a masterful job uh, designing a game plan around a quarterback's skill set. And so many times in scouting, we, you'll be in the draft room, Rhett, and it's, uh, you know, guys will be going, oh, he can't do this, he can't do that. And then some, the voice of reason will go, yeah, what can he do? Okay, let's not worry about what he can't do. Uh, Jake Brown does not have a huge arm. Okay, he's not, he's not a big physical guy. But what he can do is he can throw a timing and touch anticipation um if you're going to get some you know one-on-ones if you're going to play zone he's going to be able to dink and dunk and kind of pick you apart which he did early in this game quick out swings quick hitters hitches um and then you play a little man coverage i'm going to lay one right up over the top to my to my number one receiver and jamar chase and let him go get a big play so uh, i thought it was a really nice job of building the game plan around him i think teams will adjust to them now that they've seen how they play with him um, but when you have receivers like they have, um, I think they're I think they're still going to be able to generate offense. 
Yeah, and look, I think uh, the game plan can probably best uh, be described by looking at the the average depth of target with both these teams. Obviously, with Trevor Lawrence, you were pushing a ball, you know, eleven yards average on depth of target, whereas Jake Browning and, and the Bengals, look, you were you were much lower, right? You were at three and a half yards of target, <laughs> so they were trying yeah. to keep him comfortable, keep him within his comfort zone, which is just great coaching, and it's also great discipline and efficiency from a player, kind of understanding what's being expected of him and where he can find success too. Um, and look, he did push it down, down the field when he had to, as you mentioned with the Jamar chase touchdown, which was fantastic. Um, and but, but boy, they were wearing it out. Now, the other part of it uh, that I thought was interesting was this was maybe one of the more successful Bengals rushing attacks that we saw this yeah. year. And, you know, while Joe Mixon, you know, was definitely a, a big piece of it. I don't know why it's taken this long to give Chase Brown some carries. And I, and I know I was beating that drum all draft process long, you know, watching him rush for 1600 yards in the big 10 at Illinois last year, that dude's got vision and burst. And while he may not have some of the elite traits of some of the other running backs that were coming out in the draft last year, I was shocked that he went as low as he did into the fifth round. I just think he's got a real knack for it. And I think giving him some carries, you know, nine, 10 carries a game is going to be a big deal for the Bengals moving forward, especially, you know, with Joe Burrow out now for the rest of the season. Yeah, I have to believe that maybe it was just concerns in pass pro uh, of be. why he wasn't getting run. Usually that with a young running back, if they're not getting out yeah. of the field, that tends to be what it is. But it's another reminder this year. If you look at some of the veteran running backs who have struggled and you look at some of these fresh legs getting opportunities and making things happen, um, another reminder, it's a young man's position. So get him up and running, get him out there and uh, and get those fresh legs going. So nice to see the Cincinnati Bengals uh, do that and get it going. By the way, if you're watching this right now, wondering what the heck is going on, I am uh, I am in New York. I'm in a hotel room with maybe one of the one of the most beautiful pieces of art that I've ever uh, oh, sat in front of, Brett. I mean, just and, and like all of, of art. like all of our, you know, loyal move the sticks, uh, you know, viewers, listeners it makes us all long for the days of the gears uh, back behind your home yeah. office set yeah. was yeah. Uh, it really does like the circles. It just, it feels, it kind of feels comfortable. It feels like home again. So I appreciate uh, you bringing that back for us. Yeah. This will probably date me as someone who's a little older than you, but who had sisters uh, light bright uh, used to be a toy called light bright that you could play with uh, that would light up behind you. That's kind of what we've got going it's, on here does, with, the, uh, yeah. with the background. It, it, nice, it is nice, and, nice feel. It's a nice feel. I mean, and speaking of lighting, lighting things up, I mean, this game uh, provided some serious fireworks, right? I mean, it was it was back and forth, tie ball game, left and right. I mean, you had, I think, like six, it was either like three or four lead changes. There were five ties at one point. Then they go to OT. Jaguars start putting together a terrific drive. By the way, credit to C.J. Beathard for coming in in a real yeah. tough spot. Felt like with Trevor Lawrence and all the air just getting sucked right out of that stadium, uh, when he goes down and he's, you know, obviously in pain, needs help getting off, getting help through the tunnel. Uh, you know, just it had that ankle kind of stepped on by Walker Little uh, as Trey Hendrickson was rushing and then gets kind of wrapped up uh, and, and falls up underneath with his knee caught up. But sounds like the knee's OK. It's just the ankle and maybe not as as serious as it looked initially, which is obviously going to be great news. But again, credit to C.J. Bethard for coming in there. I mean, and, and he was really efficient. Uh, I thought I thought they had some real juice going on that uh, on that first drive of overtime, and then they end up getting backed up quite a bit and having to punt it away. But um, I thought both those guys, you know, Bethard and Browning, uh, did some pretty good things in this one. Obviously, Lawrence yeah, and, and 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, and like you said, hopefully it's just a, it's an ankle and uh, maybe a high ankle sprain. We'll see how long he's going to be down. One of the cool things you see Trey Hendrickson there looked like he was praying for him uh, as he went down there. That shows you kind of a good dude he is. But the uh, you know the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be in in a position that so many other teams are in, including the team that they played against last night, right? And that is relying on a backup quarterback, which goes back to you know, the team building philosophy of what you want in your backup. Do you want a veteran who's got experience, who may be a little bit limited uh, physically? Or do you want to try and draft a young guy in, in the middle rounds and, and, and kind of bet on the upside? Maybe there's an opportunity to, uh, to spin him off or he could take over for your existing starter with starter traits, starter tools. I just know, man, it, I, I think you're going to see the impact of this year and this upcoming offseason of teams uh, really investing in that position. And because you're allowed to carry a third now uh, with the rule yeah. change and, and uh, not costing you a roster spot there on game day, um, I, I think you're going to see teams are going to have three. They're going to have three. They're going to have a veteran. And they're going to have that that box checked of, hey, if our guy has to miss a chunk of time, this guy keeps us competitive. And then they're going to have maybe a young guy that you're working you know, long term with to develop. But the, the days of rolling with two guys and rolling the dice and then taking all your resources out of the backup quarterback position and spreading them around the rest of your team, I think this year is going to end that. And, and you know what, what What I think you'll also see, and we started to see it this last year, but that third guy is going to be a dude with a ton of experience in college football. Yep. Um, and and we, we've seen that pay off in a big way over the course uh, of this season, um, you know, with you know guys like Dorian Thompson Robinson, you know, who had a ton of starts at UCLA. I'm just going back and looking. I mean, Jake Browning started for four years at Washington, you yeah. know, and that was even before the COVID situation. Right. And I think we had him in the NFLPA collegiate bowl back in 2019, um, bounced around quite a bit, but again, you understand like these guys have seen a lot of football, right? They're not just traitsy guys, you know, who have started for 12 or 13 games in college. And now they're going but like, no, look, there's, there's a place for that. But I think when you want a guy that you can have on your roster and count on, um, you know, as a second or third, you're going to want that guy who's seen a lot of football and experienced a lot. Brock Purdy, again, another example of that. Um, and we keep kind of co coming back to it. Those guys with experience and starts really do matter in this league. Yeah. yeah and because with 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 the uh, practice limits, you're not going to get reps and experience exactly. when you're sitting on the sidelines. So you have to have a catalog of reps and experience, which these guys do that have started 40. And as we are experiencing with the COVID year for a lot of these guys uh, now, as you're talking about 50 plus starts, um, yeah. for a lot of these quarterbacks, something to keep an eye on as we get to the middle portion of the upcoming draft. Yeah. Our NFL Network Week 15 triple header on December 16th is set. First, we've got the Vikings heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals and the Steelers and the Colts. They'll fight for the spot in the AFC wildcard picture. That's going to kick off at 430. And then in primetime, the Broncos head to Detroit to take on the Lions. All three games exclusively available on NFL Network and nfl plus all right we are looking at the indianapolis colts uh right this is a defense this is a front yeah. uh that digging in and studying them has been has been fun you see the numbers here since uh since november i mean they're at the top of the league and uh they've won four in a row they've got lead the league in sacks pressure percentage their third or 31st in blitz percentage so uh that showed itself when you watch the tape on them it is a front four that absolutely gets after it with yeah. uh, guys with the varying skill sets and sizes and dimensions but man they all play with their hair on fire man 
And it, and it is a lot of fun to watch. And even, you know, it's, it's probably part of the reason why, you know, Shaquille Leonard was kind of viewed as, look, we've got other guys that are playing really well right now. And while, you know, it, it, he hasn't been the same player since he came back from the back injury, maybe he, re- he regains that in Philadelphia now. But um, it felt like it was an expendable piece there because you got guys like Samson Ebukam, who's got, oh, got eight sacks awesome. right now. He has been fantastic. DeForest Buckner is as steady as they come. You know, another five and a half sacks there. Deo Adengbo, six and a half sacks. I mean, like they are getting contributions all over the place uh, from those players. Quiddy Pay is pl- is playing like a first round edge rusher right now too. Um, and then I, Zaire Franklin has been fantastic in the run game, kind of holding down that that second level. Um, you know that we associated with Shaq Leonard for so many years. So like they've just got dudes out there. Kenny Moore is playing some really good football. Um, Had a couple of pick sixes, as you saw in that Carolina game. Like, they're getting contributions from guys who I I think that, you know, they were counting on to be big contributors. And then others that have maybe stepped up and contributed even more and have exceeded expectation, which is always the sign of of a good unit front to back. Yeah, it's a fun group to study. I mean, there's defensive lines that the tape is just, you kind of kick your feet up. And, and we saw two of them play last week with San Francisco and Philadelphia, that those attacking fronts, this yes. is another one. Um, and it's it's a team that's built for their stadium, playing indoors. Think about the old Colts defenses when they were, were rolling with Peyton Manning. You had Freeney and Mathis rolling off the edge, speed, speed, speed. Well, Ebukam, uh, he is a missile uh, coming off the edge. He can convert speed to power. The effort is outstanding. He explodes off the snap each and every time yep. when you watch him. Quiddy Pay uh, not only has some of that quickness, but man, he gives you real power. You'll see, you know, kind of that little shake bowl move that he has. Uh, that's kind of his patented move. Um, you go back through and study uh, Buckner. Buckner might be he might be kind of the most underappreciated superstar in the league. Like he's not. There's there's Fair. good players, there's great players, and then there's elite that elite tier. Um, he's yeah. up there. And if you're a defensive tackle, if you're a high school, college defensive tackle, and you want to study somebody who uses their hands, nobody does it better than he does. You know, his ability to pop and separate, his ability to swim blocks. Um, he is a technician who also just happens to be a giant. Um, it, by the way, Rhett, before we go through the rest of these guys that I yeah. was going through here, can we take a second and just remember that Buckner was on that Niner team. If somehow they had been able, if they would have been able to see the future, right, and known that they were going to be able to hit on a seventh-round quarterback that was going to free up all this money to allow them to do different things, they could have kept Buckner. Is that crazy? Uh, It is. Saying that that after after his replacement had the best game of his career last week, Uh, it was finally finally got finally got a good game uh, for his replacement last week. And on the DeForest, like I think for most interior defensive players we're seeing them play what 30 to 35 snaps usually a game this guy plays 65 snaps a game but that's that's incredible on the interior to provide that kind of uh that you know to make that kind of impact that consistently from start to finish and then grober stored up there as well um kind of yeah. providing some of the bulk in, on the interior yeah od angbo is a, is is a fun study um, because someone who, if he doesn't get hurt in the, in the, you know, going into that draft process probably is a top 15 pick. I mean, he was trending in that direction in a a freak, like freakish length. And now you're seeing it really come together. And again, having the the chance to sit there and and play alongside the Forrest Buckner who can work with him and teach him, I think it's been incredibly valuable. I mean, there's guys that are long and then you watch him on tape and you're like, that, that is not normal. Like he is freakishly no. long um, and he yeah. is quick and explosive. Uh, Taekwon Lewis plays with big effort. 
Uh, you mentioned Grover Stewart. I mean, it's not like they have a you know 14, 15 sack guy, but you mentioned some of the numbers when Ebicam's got eight, Pay's got seven and a half, Odiangbo's got six and a half, Buckner's got five and a half. They're second in the out, league man. in sacks. So yeah. the number is big, and they're coming in bunches uh, as of late. So uh, I give I give Shane Steichen a lot of credit for what he's been able to do, you know, on kind of the theme of the backup quarterbacks, which has been uh, one of the unfortunate themes of the year. He's kept them competitive on offense, but on defense, they're, that's what's driving this train. That's what's driving this winning streak. Yeah. Yeah, sure does feel like it. And I mean, they are right in the thick of it here. I mean, they are in in the playoff structure. And that I mean, the AFC South is going to be it might be the most fun division down the stretch here. If the if the Texans could figure out, you know, a way to, to stay explosive without Tank Dell uh, for the rest of the way. And as long as Trevor Lawrence doesn't miss a ton of time. But there is a window now for the Colts. Make no mistake. And we talked about on the Monday pod how well some of those receivers are playing, how they're developing. Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, nice little trio there. Uh, they get their, you know, their tight ends into it too. And if you can hold serve till Jonathan Taylor comes back for the fourth quarter, I mean, for, a, you know, a final three, four game push, Colts are in it, man. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, all right. One other defensive topic I want to hit on one player. We don't have to spend a lot yeah. of time here, but I just want to give Josh Metellus a little love uh, with the Minnesota yeah, Vikings. He's one of the more kind of rare skill sets and uh, and rare usage uh, with how he's used in their scheme. But um, 81 tackles, three forced fumbles, one and a half sacks. He's got an interception. I don't know that yeah. there's a better rushing third-level defender in the NFL in terms of what he does off the edge. I mean, running backs against him is not a fair fight. No, I, and you know, we, we kind of had this, uh, I had a little identity crisis and we were talking about uh, the Vikings. Oh, probably first month of the season, maybe four or five weeks in. And I'm like, you know, they're, they're playing with, with, uh, with like one, you know, two linebackers yeah. and I, I and I, it, but it was like, no, Metellus is a safety by trade, <laughs> right? Cause he wears number 44, kind of throws you off. He's a smaller frame, you know, five eleven, a little bit over 200 pounds, but he lines up everywhere. And I was talking to some guys, you know, within the the Vikings organization and he has had to earn everything he is getting right now. He didn't make his first start till his third year in the league. Had to make it onto the active roster through the practice squad and special teams pretty much knows every spot they say from front end to back. And on that note, just kind of going back and looking at where he lines up uh, each and every week. I mean, he's got 147 snaps lined up on the line of scrimmage as like an outside linebacker slash edge rusher. He's got 288 snaps more than anybody on the Vikings team as a slot corner. And then another 266 snaps in the box as like a second level linebacker. Um, he doesn't rush like a ton. Like he doesn't have that, that volume, but man, he makes it count. I mean, against the saints, he generated five pressures on nine rushes the whole game. Like that's, Jeez, that's yeah. efficiency. You know what I mean? Right there. And by the way, also in run defense, he has not been credited with a single missed tackle this season. Yeah. That's insane. Good. Uh, that's insane, but <laughs> he's having a great year and it is one of the more unique defenses in the league. Um, so it's, it's fun to watch how they're deploying him and how they're using him. It's been creative and it's been very, very yeah. effective. Flores is rolling right now in Minnesota. No, they yeah, gotta, no, no doubt. On defense. Yeah. He might, he might find his way into another head coaching gig, uh, especially yep. considering the, the sheer number of openings that we could end up having. All right, let's take a, let's take a quick break. Uh, we come back, we will do the rookie, uh, recap from the draft and then we will have yes. this week's draft with, uh, producer Drew stepping in for Bucky and handling his picks and see if, uh, uh, see if we can make uh, Buck pay for this. He's not going to be here. Let's see That's if right. we can get out, have a hot week. We need a hot week here, right? See how that goes. We'll get to that right after this. 
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility Dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, welcome back. It is time uh, to do our rookie draft. We do this each and every weekend. Last week, it's uh, it's unfortunate Bucky's not here because he could gloat a little bit after he collected seven points uh, in the rookie draft with Stroud Charbonnet uh, winning the week for their position, getting a point for Puka Nakua. Rhett, uh, he secured a win at the tight end position with Laporta and then also got a second-place finish with Levis. I only got one point uh, for Bijan Robinson being the uh, being the second running back. But Tankdale got hurt, okay? That's tough. Tough break. And then Bryce yeah. Young, I'm still waiting for that one. Still waiting for that good week. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. Maybe it's this week. You, know, you never know. Uh, one name on there we mentioned the other day, Rhett, uh, who's having a historical season uh, and historical season, I guess would be properly uh, phrased. Sure. Sam Laporta, um, he's got nine for a buck 40 in last week's game. And then you start looking at, at the company that he keeps uh, with some of the numbers that he's posting. Um, it, it's it's quite impressive the year he's having compared to, you know, you go back to like Pete Mitchell with Jacksonville, you go to Jackie Smith going back to 1963 and then Iron Mike Ditka. In 1961, like he's on, he's on pace to have a monster year. He's been fantastic. And the way he operates in the middle of the field, we were talking about this play, uh, the outside, the, the, you know, the motion and then the cutback to the inside instead of, you know, on an outcut has been big 
uh, was big on that touchdown. And then he just, I mean, he's a stud, um, you know, in the way he runs his routes, the way he's got that, those strong hands. Now, I, I'm kind of curious about this from the roster construction standpoint. And we talked about it. Brad Holmes made the decision to trade TJ Hawkinson, who a previous regime took in the top 10 of the draft when he was coming out of Iowa. I, you know, I think we both loved the player that TJ Hawkinson that we thought he could ultimately become uh, a real gritty and physical blocker at, from the tight end spot. And then, you know, a, a definitely plus receiver. You know, I don't know if we got all that in Detroit. We're certainly seeing his receiving skills now in Minnesota. But the part I'm curious about, DJ, is, you know, obviously the college staff is doing all the work ahead of time, right? You're, you've got an idea at some point what that tight end class is going to look like. But do you feel like that was part of the discussion when Brad Holmes and that staff valuation staff decide, all right, let's part ways with Hawkinson. Maybe we don't want to spend that kind of money on the tight end spot. We feel really good about some of these tight ends that are coming in that day two range. Cause obviously you don't know where you're going to end up in the draft. Um, but like, yeah. Hey, we like, you know, a cluster of these guys feel like we may be able to get one of those guys that could really step in and be a more reasonable serviceable option for us at tight end. Yeah. I, I think that goes into the calculus. I was talking to a general manager the other day about, um, you know, even going tight end uh, versus wide receiver in the first round. And we've, you know, we've seen like this, this historical tight end class come in. Yeah. Um, but a lot of those guys got pushed down. And and the reason being that, man, the gap between the salary for a wide out uh, versus a rookie wide out, the savings that you can have there, it makes more sense to to take wide outs in the first round versus you, you get a tight end in the first round, you're almost pushing up towards the top of the tight end market yeah. uh, amongst the veteran pool. Whereas the wide receiver, I mean, you're talking about these guys getting all getting over 20, getting, now getting near 30. Uh, and so it's a big gap there, which I think is going to lead us to uh, a run over the next few years of second day tight ends. That's going to be, you know, the tight ends are going to kind of be similar to the running backs and that day two is going to be their day, second, third round. Um, and then you look at the numbers there for second, third round tight ends versus the top of the veteran tight end market. There's your savings. So um, they were able to spin off. They were able to spin off uh, paying a tight end on a second contract, a hefty amount of money. Um, and they were able to get out of that and replace the production with the cheap starter in, in the second round. So, yeah, I think that's all part of the calculus and uh, give Brad Holmes and crew a lot of credit there for the way they've they've formed this roster and built this roster up. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this is just this is working out like to be a potentially historic draft class for Detroit. And yeah. like you think about some of the narratives, you know, drafting an off ball linebacker and a running back with your two first round picks. And it was like, hold on now, what's going on here in Detroit? Well, they, they know what they want to do. They know what they want to they know how they want to play. And it's uh, it's obviously paying off for them uh, right now. Brian Branch had a pick and Laporta and then obviously Campbell and uh Jameer Gibbs. So yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah. All right, let's go. So uh, uh, producer Drew is going to get in my ear. He's going to give me Bucky's picks. Um, so okay. Rhett, you were going to lead us off. I'm in the two hole and then Bucky's going to, uh, he's going to be picking three and four here. So go ahead. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like you just got to take a win when you're in the first, you know, when you're in this first uh, slot and CJ Stroud has won the quarterback position. What every week um, since, since we've been doing yeah. this. So I just, even though he's going up against the Jets and a good pass defense there, I, I just feel like they don't know what they're doing at quarterback. I think CJ's going to have enough opportunities to still secure the win at quarterback. So I got to take that at number one overall. I like it. I, I think that's smart. Good play. I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, 
Golly, man, I could go in a couple different directions here, but I think I'm going to go running back. I, I'm going I'm to go with Bijan. I'm going to go Bijan Robinson yeah. here uh, with my first pick. Need a, a big week from him this week. See if I can get back on track after a rough one for me uh, last yeah. week. So uh, I'm look, that'll be it. That'll be that's that my guy. one. Bijan against that Bucks defense been pretty good, especially up front. Vita Vea and company. Um, I, I mean, I like it. I, I don't know that I would have done differently, but it's it's not a it's not a high quality matchup uh, there that you like that you'd like to see. But uh, nonetheless, I think it's something you had to do. What's Bucky doing? Uh, so Bucky's got back to back picks. He's going to go uh, Puka Nakua, uh, which was going to oh, in my yeah. calculus for the last pick. So uh, I like that one for Buck coming off a monster week this last week. I got a little dinged yep. up, but still 100 yard game, and he's over a thousand yards on the season. Incredible, incredible rookie year. And then he's going to go with the quarterback. He's going to go Will Levis uh, with his next pick, gotcha. which I don't know. Do we get credit for tackles? Um, if we do, <laughs> force fumbles, um, force fumbles. That could really that could really spike the total there. Um, but uh, no, he goes with the quarterback. So that means I'm up next. There's no need for yep. me to take the quarterback. There's only one left, so I can go to Correct. the pass catchers um, and. I think I'm going to go to the man of the hour that we just talked about. I'm going to go Sam Laporta uh, yeah. with my spot here as my pass catcher. Uh, that leaves you uh, up next here, Rhett. Yeah. So, um, man, I think um, I think Jeffrey Simmons is going to miss a couple of weeks for the Tennessee Titans, and Devon Achan is back in the fold. Had a couple of touchdowns. The rookie runner uh, for Texas A&M after a stint on IR and a little bit uh, of a re-injury in his first game back is now seems to be back at, at full strength and full health. So give me Devon Achan uh, right there as the Dolphins get the Titans in Miami. I think that's uh, the Dolphins are going to go to work on that one. And then for my pass catcher, um, you know, I was I was definitely looking at Sam Laporta. We could get Dalton Kincaid back into the mix here this week against the Chiefs, but I, I think what I like a little bit better is Zay Flowers. So I'm going to go Achan and Flowers to close out my draft. All right, Achan and Flowers, solid picks there. Okay, now I've got a I've got a decision to make here at the quarterback position because uh, Bryce Young has not treated me well, uh, unfortunately, this year. I keep hoping that somehow no. it's going to happen. Playing on the road against the Saints, so indoor, good environment there. Saints uh, reeling a little bit. I could go in that direction, but I'm actually going to go Aiden O'Connell uh, for the oh, Raiders against, against the, the against Josh Metellus against, like against Josh Metellus and company. About, okay. I, I need, I need, I need Minnesota's offense to get going. A little bit of a shootout here. I'm going to go off the grid and go Aiden O'Connell uh, as my okay. quarterback selection. And then Bucky is going to round it off, uh, round it up here. Uh, last pick, he has Jameer Gibbs is who he's taking. Oh, so that's that a heck is, of a pick uh, for the last player. one. Yeah, Bucky's got a chance to have a big week with Puka and Gibbs. Um, he could have another strong, strong week uh, in the rookie yeah. draft. Um, but Rhett, this is uh, this is going to wrap us up for the day, man. Uh, okay, good to uh, good to be able to pull this off. Uh, I'm in New York. Yeah. You're in Los Angeles. My picture's a little fuzzy. My audio is probably not great, but uh, we get her done. We get her in. We get her done. Hey, it doesn't matter uh, how. It just matters that you do, and that's uh, that's what we do here on Move the Sticks. Always delivering on the content front. No, no question. And hey, where else would I rather be on my 46th birthday than sharing this Happy, moment what? together? It's your birthday. Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, you think Drew would care a little bit? Maybe do a little research. I don't know. Look nope. up a Wikipedia page. 
No, it didn't happen. Wow. But I enjoyed this time together. This was my birthday present. It was getting to spend time uh, with you today, Rhett. Appreciate that. Yeah. You, you don't look a day over. I'm sure the card's in the mail. I mean, no, not at all. 44. To be honest, feel great. Um, uh, all right. Hey, Cheers, let's get buddy. out of here. I, all right. I'll, all I'll right. catch you guys later. Fun day. And uh, we'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.